As I'm recording this, it is World Hypnobirthing Day. So I thought what an amazing opportunity it would be on this day to record an episode all about hypnobirthing, about what hypnobirthing is, and most importantly, I think, what hypnobirthing is not. Because everyone that first hears the word comes with a preconceived idea. But trust me, hypnobirthing is not going to send you into a trance. It's not just for hippies. It's not just for people who want a home birth. Hypnobirthing is so much more. Having experienced a safe, calm and empowering birth with my son, I utilised the tools of hypnobirthing and that is why I believe I had such a lovely, magical experience, despite it not going to plan or rather to my first preference, as we like to call it in hypnobirthing. Because of this experience, I wanted to share the benefits with other parents-to-be. I was chosen and chose to train with the Calm Birth School because it is the hypnobirthing method I feel most aligned to, that I believe in, that I want to jump up and down and shout about to all parents-to-be. So today I'm going to chat a little bit about what hypnobirthing actually is, what we do in a hypnobirthing course and what hypnobirthing is not. So many people have one view and opinion of birth, which is often informed by television programmes, water coolers in the office, when we were allowed to be there in person, of course, maybe horror stories from friends and family or someone who knows someone down the road. But trust me, these are very extreme, over-heightened, dramatic versions that are put out there in the case of TV programmes to make people watch, to sell. It's not interesting to watch someone have a calm, peaceful, safe birth. Of course, in some instances it is, but it doesn't sell. So why show it? The truth is, real birth is not like that. Of course, there are some situations which can be But statistically, thankfully, in our country, they are in the minority. Although if you're here, it's probably because you want to explore the benefits of hypnobirthing and you may have an inkling about what hypnobirthing can offer you and how it can help you have an informed and empowered birth. You're here, I hope, because you want to know about the facts about birth about how the body will actually birth your baby and what you can do to prepare for birth and what your birth partner can do to help you. You want to know what you can do if there are some special circumstances to navigate and you want to have an empowered, calm and positive birth. And that's why I'm here, because I want to teach you. So first of all, let's start off with what hypnobirthing is not. So hypnobirthing is not a Paul McKenna stage show. It is not going to send you into a trance, make you cluck like a chicken or bark like a dog on demand. Hypnobirthing is not a dramatic, crazy experience. There are no pocket watches. There are no tricks. Hypnobirthing is something which is done with you, not to you, as is all hypnotherapy, in fact. I will teach you the skills to tap in to your own powers of relaxation 
And that's what we mean by hypnobirthing. We mean by using the brain, calming the brain, training the brain to be relaxed on demand so that the body can do what it does best. And that's birth your baby. Hypnobirthing is not just for hippies. There's this idea that it's all joss sticks and tie-dye. And of course, you know, why not if that's your thing? But it's not. Everyone is different and hypnobirthing can work with all of those differences. Anyone can use hypnobirthing to help them have an informed and empowered birth. You can wear tie-dye, of course. You can even wear a suit. You can be of any race, religion, colour or creed. Hypnobirthing is suitable for all who are interested in owning their birth. And hypnobirthing is not just for those who want a home birth. Of course, if you choose to birth at home, in the labour ward, in a midwife-led unit, in the water or on the land, hypnobirthing is for you. Hypnobirthing will help you in all situations of birth. And I believe even more so if you know perhaps that you're going to have a medicalised birth, that you're going to need some form of induction. Hypnobirthing can help you stay calm, centred and relaxed and helping your body do what it needs to do to birth your baby calmly and safely. So now hypnobirthing is based on human biology and neuroscience. It is not mumbo jumbo. It is faced Sorry, it is based on fact. It is based on evidence. Largely, our body responses are controlled by the oldest area of the brain. That's the limbic system. We will learn how we can work to help ourselves not lose ourselves to our fight or flight primate urges. We want to be keeping that blood where it needs to be around baby and the uterus so that it works to help get the baby out. We don't want that blood rushing to our limbs, rushing to help us get out of a scary situation. Because trust me, when you're in birth, you're not wanting to go anywhere. You're not running from a saber-toothed tiger. You're not birthing in a cave. Well, you might be, but let's face it, I probably think you're not going to be in a cave. But that's why we have this fight or flight urge, because our ancestors, back in the day, they did give birth in a cave. They did need to engage the fight or flight system to save them, to protect their young, to protect themselves. Hypnobirthing is about informed choice. Now, this is something that I am so passionate about. You can have any type of birth you want. You can do whatever you want in birth, as long as you're informed and know that you have a choice. You have a choice and you have a voice and hypnobirthing is here to help you use it. You are the most important person when it comes to giving birth. Your opinion, your body, your experience, you are allowed to choose how you birth your baby. I will give you the tools to come to safe, informed and independent decisions for you and your baby. In birth, there is no such thing as have to. You are the boss. Hypnobirthing for the birthing partner is a role for them as well. Your birth partner has got an important role to play. They're not just a spare part waiting to hand out the cigars once baby makes an appearance earthside. I want them to be in this with you, to support you. It's about doing it together. So given that it is World Hypnobirthing Day, 
I thought I would share with you my birth experience. The birth of my son Hugo in September 18 was both a magical and transformational experience for me. It's led me to where I am today, talking to you now, to teaching, hypnobirthing, baby massage and baby yoga. I feel through his birth, I've found my niche, my corner, my little aspect of the world that I am passionate about, that I want to share and talk about and that I want to help empower other parents. So my birth with Hugo was going to be a home birth. A home water birth is what we had hoped for. It was our first preference, as we say in hypnobirthing. And I think I've mentioned that before about saying preference rather than plan. And for me, it was one of the first things about hypnobirthing when we did the course that really, really helped me, really um, changed my views about the actual birth process. Because you hear people talk about, oh, have you done your birth plan? Or, you know, or people saying, ha, 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 just rip it up. You know, things never go to plan in birth. And to some degree, yeah, they're right. They change and circumstances change through many different reasons as I just experienced myself. But knowing that you, by calling it a plan for me, um, I have got a perfectionist virus, shall we say, that I used to really, really struggle with. And I think that was partly one of the reasons why I suffered with postnatal anxiety. It was that striving to do things just so and, and in a right way. Um, and the thought of having a plan, I thought, God, I know in my head that if I have a birth plan, I, I'm going to stress about it and it's really, really going to play on my mind. And in hypnobirthing, whenever we were taught about having preferences, so saying like, yep, my initial preference is to have a home birth and to be surrounded by my own things and and you know the place where I feel most safe and most comfortable is at home and that was it that was my first preference but if for some reason something should happen my second preference would be to be in the midwife-led unit at the hospital where I know that they will um, embrace hypnobirthing we're very lucky at Colchester Hospital that they really really do embrace hypnobirthing and I know that the midwives there are huge advocates of it so I felt safe in that environment I went to check it out my husband and I went on a tour and we were lucky enough to be able to do that and my biggest takeaway was god it was hot <laughs> um, I thought right if I'm here I'm definitely going to need a fan and lots of cold water because it was really, really warm, obviously, for, for the newborn babies. But given that it was a super hot summer as well, that kind of added to it. But And then I sort of worked through the list and I've shared my birth preferences with some of my best friends um, who subsequently got pregnant and have had babies. And I've shared it with, you know, clients as well. And I say to them, look, it's long. But it's long for me because I needed to get everything out of my head. I needed to go through every single scenario that I could think of in order to feel that I had some sense of control over the experience so that I could almost relinquish the control. Um, so it goes all the way from preference one about uh, home birth, um, my hypnobirthing tools, having my birth partner um, on my side and by my side and 
all the way down to if I would have to have a um, cesarean or an abdominal birth, as we like to call it in hypnobirthing, through to the point if I was, if I had to be um, unconscious, um, if I had to be um, sedated, what would happen to baby after they were born. If I wasn't able to have skin to skin for some reason, I wanted my husband to have skin to skin. And it just made my whole pregnancy from that point just relax because I thought whatever happens, whatever the outcome will be, I will have had a voice in it. Whether or not on the day I'm actually able to express that voice, the fact that I've typed this up now, I've made my um, medical team, my midwife aware of it, I've made my husband aware of it, I've put a copy in my hospital bag, um, because even though I was having a home birth, I did pack a bag in case something should arise, which was fortunate because we did end up having Hugo at the hospital, but it just took that stress away from me, and I think that is one of the most important things I think about hypnobirthing, is not only does it give you things to to calm the mind um, in terms of in labour, it really helps you pr- to prepare for it throughout pregnancy. Um, and I just would encourage people who may not necessarily sort of maybe buy into the whole experience of hypnobirthing, but just to sort of think about, A, how we use language by talking about having a, pla- a plan can make it feel quite a restrictive, controlling, almost like a spiralling feeling to thinking about having it as a preference. So like, yeah, you know, my preference is for Diet Coke, but if you've got Pepsi Max, well, okay, that's that's fine, you know. It's not it's not going to end the world. Um, although, actually, for some people it might. I know some people are pretty anti-Pepsi Max, but anyway, I digress. So my birth with Hugo, as I said, ended up at the hospital. And we, um, we went there to have my waters checked to see if my waters had actually broken or not. Um... Because at one point we, we weren't sure if they had or if they hadn't and we had actually been checked at home by the midwife um, and she wasn't sure whether they had broken either because things looked as if they might have and I had had some water, um, the release of, of waters, but for me I didn't know whether I just wet myself. I woke up in the night and we'd been at a friend's wedding and... Um, I had been dancing all night and obviously been drinking lots of water because, as I said, it was the summertime, it was really hot. And I just didn't know if this was it or not. Um, and so I went to the hospital and it had been at this point over 24 hours because my waters broke. And um, we we went up there and the rule, um, or the sort of rule of thumb, I suppose, that they use at Colchester is that they don't let people go past 24 hours after uh, the premature release of membranes or the release of waters um, because of risk of infection to mum and obviously risk of infection to baby. So we got there, I was rigged up to a monitor to monitor baby's heartbeat and everything and it was kind of not stressful at this point because I was thinking... It probably hasn't gone, you know. And Andy was thinking, God, I'm going to have to go back to work tomorrow. I told my boss that, you know, your waters had broken, but I was like, I really don't think they have. They, I, I genuinely think we're going to be going home 
and you know he's it's two you know it was about five six days before his actual due date I was like he's not going to come now first baby they always say that first babies um take a while so you know it's not going to happen so we were sat there waiting to um be seen and um then the mid two midwives came in I remember um and I sort of opened my legs for them to to examine and there was another release of waters and they both said there is no way you are going home you will be staying here and you will be having your baby now basically now and at this point I completely panicked I thought to myself this is this isn't what I this isn't what I planned this isn't what my preference was and I really really was sent into a moment of panic and um sort of started to lose myself a little bit and it wasn't what I wanted in terms of it wasn't what I wanted to feel out of control and it wasn't um it wasn't what I'd, I'd planned I said we'd got the, the the hose all sorted at home we'd bought three or four different plug you know tap adapters for the plug you know we've got it all sorted and this was how it was going to be and I I it wasn't in my head to have him in the hospital so it was in this moment of panic that I took a deep breath and thought about my brain and in hypnobirthing we teach all about the brain the benefits risks alternatives instincts and nothing so this acronym is just so powerful and so simple but it really really does help especially when you're in moments of panic so I thought to myself, right, what are the benefits? What are the benefits to me of staying here right now and having this baby? And I thought, okay, well, obviously that it reduces the risk of infection to me and him. Okay, fine. What are the risks of me not staying here? Well, the risks are that obviously I, you know, could get an infection and that something could happen to baby. The alternatives are that I stop take a breath, try and work it through the best option in my head. My instincts were telling me that, okay, I needed to listen to some medical advice. I appreciated that. I understood that. I'd never been in this position before. But my instincts were also telling me to take stock, to just do what I needed to do to calm myself. And I knew that that was to collect myself, go home, get my things together and to almost sort of say goodbye to the, the birth that we had originally thought we would have. Um, and then to do nothing, well, to do nothing at this point wasn't really an option other than to just take five minutes to just make our decision and to think. So that's what I said to the midwives. I was like, okay, just give us a minute to think. We need to process this through. We need to talk together. Um, because as I've said so many times before, your birth partner is on your side and by your side. They are there to advocate for you. They should be there to support you, to help you. Yes, you're the one giving birth, but they've got such an important role and they can really be your rock and help you get through situations such as this. So Andy knew that I was obviously devastated that this wasn't, I wasn't going to get the, the birth that I thought that I was going to get. But you know he knew that we could work it out it wasn't going to be 
insurmountable. So we just sort of had a little chat and then said to the midwives, right, okay, make a deal, fine. We're not going to stay now. We're going to go home. We're going to have something to eat. We're going to collect our things and then we will come back. And they said, fine, okay, but you have to be back within the hour, blah, 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 blah. And we were like, okay, fine, that's, that's okay, we will. But just let us breathe and go home and collect ourselves. So that's exactly what we did. We went home, um, I rang my mum in a bit of a tiz, had a bit of a cry and let go of what I thought was going to happen and collected all our bits together, all of our hypnobirthing tools and our diffuser, my affirmation cards um, and all of the snacks and goodies that we bought and made sure that we'd got things uploaded to the iPad that we could watch um, to get all the oxytocin flowing, all the funny things and feel good stuff. And then we went back to the hospital with a completely different frame of mind. We were like, we're gonna have a baby. Woohoo! We knew that entering the hospital, the next time we would be leaving it and coming home, we would have baby with us. And that's exactly what happened. We had a really lovely birth. We had a really supportive midwife. Um, she was very understanding of the type of birth that we wanted to have, um, as quiet and peaceful as possible. Uh, my idea of hell would have been to have had like 15 people in the room and she respected that it was fine the whole time it was just us and her she popped in um we had to have um the pessary gel um as the induction because of my um, premature rupturing of membranes and i found it quite uncomfortable because it was quite stingy um but as soon as they were um applied as soon as the gel was applied Hugo was born within four and a half hours and for a first birth you know I think that's pretty remarkable and I genuinely think it was all down to the tools with hypnobirthing that kept me calm and in the zone so much so that after she'd applied the gel um, we were told right relax it was about 11 o'clock she said I'll be back in at 5am to see how you're getting on because it takes a while and often with first time mums, you know, the gel doesn't work. So we'll probably have to move up to giving the new, the Sintosin on drip. Um, and I really didn't want that, but I was like, okay, well, yeah, let's just see how we go. Um, and we were all settled in, made the room all cozy um, dimmed the lights, had our battery powered tea lights and everything. It was really, really nice. But half an hour went by and I said to Andy, oh my God, I if this is what it's like at this point, I do not know how I'm going to get through the rest of this because this bloody hurts. Anyway, at that point, she came in and said, I just want to check because we were still hooked up to the, the monitors as they were monitoring because of um, the risk of infection and checking baby's heartbeat and things. She said, it looks like you're trying not to push. And at this point, you should not be near that stage. So I was like, okay, yeah, go for it. Have a look. Um, and originally in our birth preferences, I said that I wanted minimal examinations um, to sort of not disrupt the flow. But obviously, because we just had the pessary gel um, administered um, and I wanted to see if, you know, there was something going on down there. And she had a look and she said, um, are you ready to become a mum? And I turned to her and went, fuck off. And um, Andy told me off for swearing at her. But I was like... What would be? It's only half eleven. You you said to come back at five, and what? 
Um, and then that was it from from then on. I, I went. I was in. I was in labour. Um, at this point, I asked for the uh, monitor to be moved, uh, removed, so that I could walk around the room, so that I could um, get into a different position on the bed, so that I could use the sink um, to sort of squat against. And I remember thinking, God, I really hope this doesn't pull off the wall because I was so huge. Um, and I think my husband thought the same thing. He was like, Oh God, I hope she doesn't break the sink and have a flood in this room as well as everything else. Um, so it, it it went on from there and we were able to um, use our birthing tools. Like my husband tried some of the hypnobirthing sort of massage techniques that we teach. Um, and I was able to listen to my um, affirmations and my um, have my MP3s playing as well. And just really get into the zone. And when it came to it, I was offered gas and air, but I couldn't work out how to use it. Um, we joke that I was smoking it like a, uh, the vape, you know, a vape. Um, and I was just like, I just, I just couldn't work out how to use it. I, d- I didn't get on with it. And they were all laughing at me. Um, and I just, whenever I eventually did get it in, it made me feel woozy and sick. So it wasn't for me. After about 10, 15 minutes, we gave up on that idea. So through the power of hypnobirthing, I had uh, an unmedicated birth, um, other than obviously the, the pessary gel. Um, and I'm just so grateful to everything that hypnobirthing has given me. Um, and so we just, we both loved it. And I said after he was born, I could do this again. And they sort of laughed at me um, only hours after birth. I was like, yeah, I could do that again. I really could. Um, and, and that's it. I, I think obviously we were lucky. Um, I was otherwise fit and well. There was no other special circumstances that we had. But despite thinking we were going to have one type of birth, we ended up having another. And given the tools of hypnobirthing, we knew all about having the um, skin to skin afterwards, to having the cord, delayed cord clamping to allow for um, all of the nutrients from baby's um, placenta to go into their bloodstream. And for me, it just took away a lot of the anxiety and uncertainty that I had. I knew what to expect. I knew about the transition phase. I knew that there was going to be a point where I knew that I couldn't do it or I thought that I couldn't do it, but I knew that it would pass. And I did. I was like, I can't do this. But I remember almost as the words left my mouth, I knew I could. And you can do anything for a minute and this too shall pass. So um, I was able to have a safe, calm and empowered birth, all thanks to hypnobirthing. And I really want other people to be able to do the same. So that is why I'm here. So I've talked a lot about my birth and the fact that I had little to no pain relief. And I only want to stress this point that it's not anti-medical. Hypnobirthing is not anti-medical births. If you need pain relief, it is there for a reason. We are lucky enough to live in a society that we have got medical experts able to give intervention as appropriate when needed and if that is pain relief then go for it if you need it go for it when I in my birth preferences it wasn't that I didn't want pain relief I had said when I get to whatever point I will have it 
but I just never felt that I got to that point that I needed it. I felt like I was able to manage it through my breath and through my affirmations. And I thought I'd read a quote to you um, from Liz Stanford from the Calm Birth School. The Calm Birth School is who I trained with and they are the providers for all of my tools and materials that I offer on the course. So what the Calm Birth School offers is support, education, connection, confidence, skills, empowerment, tools and techniques that a woman needs as she prepares for birth. This enables her to have the most positive experience that she can in her own unique birth circumstances. The added benefit of this is that the more confident and in control you feel, the more comfortable your birth will be. And many women who prepare with the Calm Birth School do so with little or no pain relief. Having said that, pain relief is wanted or needed. We fully support women making that choice. And that's from Liz at the Calm Birth School. And I just think that's really important to highlight because I know some people do think, oh, hypnobirthing is not for me because I plan to have an epidural. Hypnobirthing is totally for you. It's totally for every birth. And I think I've said before that even if you plan to have an abdominal birth, a C-section, hypnobirthing can be so useful because you're going into a situation where I'm assuming perhaps you've never been before into like theatre. It's a major operation and you need to be able to calm yourself, to know that you're going to be safe, that you will be looked after. And that's the one thing I have to say in this country. We are very lucky that we are so well looked after in birth. And that's one thing that I kept saying that I never felt so cared for in, in all of my experiences. Um, so I just wanted to, to share that with you. So in a hypnobirthing course with me, you will learn everything you need for a calm, positive and empowered birth. You will receive your own copy of the Calm Birth Method book, as well as lots of lovely goodies to help you relax and prepare for a birth with baby. Access to all of the Calm Birth School relaxation, MP3s, affirmations for birth and new parent affirmations. You'll also be invited to a private Facebook or WhatsApp group to share and learn with other parents-to-be which can be so useful in those early days of parenting when you just want to bounce off someone who's in the moment with you. Plus, I will be on hand to offer one-to-one support via phone, FaceTime or text up until the birth of baby if you have any questions or need some additional support. Courses are offered over four weeks or 10 hours over a Saturday and Sunday in Little Love Heart Studio in Colchester or via Zoom. I offer one-to-one private classes or in-person sessions at your home, can be done in groups or as individuals. I hope this podcast has given you a little insight into my birth and into what hypnobirthing is and is not. And next week I will be back again with another special guest. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me on my own today and you've not missed um, the presence of someone else. But I just thought as it was World Hypnobirthing Day, it'll be a really lovely opportunity to share with you my birth experience and all the wonders of hypnobirthing. Sending you lots of love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Little Love Hearts, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to find out more about hypnobirthing, baby massage or baby yoga, you can find me on Instagram at Little Love Hearts, on Facebook, Little Love Hearts, and online at my website, www.littlelovehearts.co.uk.